During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. And PlayStation tweeted out, millions of Roblox experiences are now on PlayStation. Greg, yeah, me, you, threat. some Roblox? No, I'm, I'm too busy. You know, we were just talking before we went live about games that have gone live that you didn't realize went live. You remember Wayfinder, it came into early access. That was a game like, on a games daily months ago somebody had told me that's a great game and then i read it and then they was like oh actually it got delayed and i totally forgot all about it and then i saw it today like we got a content update i'm like oh wait a second hmm. let's get on this are you gonna get into roblox bless maybe yeah no, no not. this, this could no. be the moment that's a no yeah, I mean, I mean, you got I, way more into dreams than i ever thought you would have i mean dream dreams was the dream like dreams delivered on what it was supposed to be roblox is already successful on other platforms. So yeah. that's on PlayStation. Also, Long Gone Days is out. You remember this? This is that indie game that uh, was a JRPG inspired. I think it was in the first kind of fun, uh, one of the kind of funny game showcases. Barrett, if you want to bring up Long Gone Days video game, bring up Roblox also. The anti. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, Andy, that'd be you know a what fun the fuck Roblox bring up looks like. Three things that look like Roblox. Yes. I'll tell you if it's actually Roblox. Yeah, I know what Roblox is because I have two nieces and a nephew, and anytime I go back home, they are on. All of the laptops that my parents have, because you could just play it in the browser, and it looks like garbage. Oh, this is no, no, this <laughs> is what I talked about. Long Gone Days, where we did this JRPG that's like anti-war or whatever, and they showed. Remember, the people were like riding on a little. Yeah, there it is. That thing. We showed this during a showcase, and we all were like, "Wow, this looks awesome!" But yeah. And then I totally forgot about it and didn't hear anything, and then it's out now. Wow, it's all happening, guys. Video games a are here. Very unenthusiastic. Wow, from Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in late today. I was playing games at home all day. So yeah. getting back in the studio it, or getting to the studio for the first time today, I don't feel warmed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not yeah. there yet. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I will did. say, I did see, I think Long Gone Days was on the out today today, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I saw it and I looked it up because I was like, oh, Long Gone Days. That sounds really familiar. And I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, I must be mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> you already heard him. But of course, that is the big daddy, Greg Miller. Hi. And the one and only Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hey, hey everybody. I have no idea what Roblox looks like. Like, not the slightest clue. Like, do I'm you? I'm shocked. Yes. It's Greg, like one of the most popular things ever. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Everybody's got massive shoulders. Like, everybody. Bring just, up Roblox. Bring I mean, up I've seen Terraria. the Kanye video. That's, bring up that's, Minecraft. This is Paragon. This is Paragon. Damn. This is a good time, <laughs> I mean, oh, I wanted try. to fool Tim. You guys didn't have to say anything. Jeez. I have yeah, a concept of what it looks great. like. I just, I have no, I've never actually seen it. It looks I don't like, think. it looks like when Mega Bloks is trying to rip off Lego with their figurines. Don't, and you're don't, like, don't start don't us. Start this. Don't start. Oh, I know. I, I've heard about this. <laughs> I do also think of Mega Bloks as kids' toys, as a baby gigantic ones. Yeah. But I'm go uh, to help you all out with this sort of uh, comparison. Can I see Roblox? When you bring up Ro <laughs> when you bring up Roblox, the characters look like oh those are the ripoff yeah Legos you know mm -hmm. 
Duplos or no? Duplo but is like, Lego, isn't it, but isn't it the Duplo is a DJ? Isn't it the thing where <laughs> Diplo start the show? <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is the kind of funny game. Show me Roblox. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but like Ro Roblox is one of those ones where I get the impression that I could it could be guess anything. Wrong. I right? could easily guess wrong because it's like dreams where you can. Like, sure, there's like a base art style that I think d does look like um, Duplo slash Mega Bloks type thing. Not a chance. I could have told you this was Roblox. But like, you can turn Roblox into whatever you want. And that's how kids are playing it, where they're like, oh, yeah, let's play this game. And the game that they're talking about is within Roblox. I mean, didn't you watch the video of uh, H Bomber guy talking about the, the, sound? the oomph sound effect? Yeah, it was from Roblox. The but see, here's the thing I feel less crazy now because having seen what we just saw, none of that looks consistent with. Yeah, like second to second, it looks different. I so guess seeing a screenshot, you wouldn't know. It's I think Roblox. that's getting more into the dreams aspect. Of yeah, it. but when I what think Ro base Roblox, when I like? think Roblox, it's like a Minecraft looking block. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Like Lego yeah. That's what I would have expected, but that's not yeah. what I'm just looking. Because anytime I would throw see the special menu at you, anytime, hey, show me, a, show me a McDonald's food item, and he's showing you a salad shaker. You're like, I don't. Yeah, this at, is what McDonald's is. I think of Carl Fuck Jacobs you, playing first person shooters with the blocky characters. You know, like this is what you think is him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blessing the show. Yes, thank you. Barrett's looking for special B-roll. Who knows he, what he's doing over there? Yeah, what, that's what, what he's doing. He's McDonald's, McDonald's Roblox. That was level. good. That was the good. Happy Meals in the cage. Go in. Anyway. I don't know about all this, y'all. Was it worth it? fun, though, out there playing mm. these Roblox. I, it does. It surprises me and also doesn't that your nieces and nephew play this game. Oh, they all like, play it. Uh, but it's, it's odd because it's not like they are really talking about it outside of when they're playing it. It's one of those weird games that just kind of exists. It's like, it's got its Fall Guys rip-off clone stuff where you're running through obstacles. It has its, like, um, squid game type of rip-off mm -hmm. things where it's like, oh, red light, green light, all those little mini-games. And I just always see them, and, like, they're it's on... I, Roblox just feels like the new mobile game for kids. But the thing know? is, it's not new, right? Like, it, Roblox oh, it's been is like Roblox no, yeah, yeah. or something. But new and just, new like, era. in the, the zeitgeist of, like, just well, all the we're kids Well, so, we're so late to the zeitgeist. Like, Roblox was hot in, like, 2015. But I, I also know that the kids Ro still playing it. Roblox is known for just, like, ripping off Yeah, but kids I feel like they're coming games. off of Roblox to, like, get into Fortnite. No, Like, no. I think Roblox is the old Fortnite at, at this point. And, like, some kids they're are still playing currently, it. I think. But I think I think kids are playing it the way that kids are still playing Minecraft. Like I compare Roblox more to Ry Minecraft. I feel yeah. like that's the East Coast West Coast beef of <laughs> kids games. Duplo, where the, it, ref, the yeah. DJ. Where I feel like you in like the early 2010s, you came up playing either Minecraft or Roblox, and then Fortnite yeah. came through, and then was like the new yeah, the new yeah, hotness. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of new hotness, this is the kind of funny games cast each and every week. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. And video games have been popping off. We've had reviews left and right, and we're going to continue that rolling on the next couple of weeks with some of the biggest reviews this side of the salad shaker at McDonald's. Um, we can talk about Spider-Man review going up next week. Spider-Man 2, really excited about that. Got a whole bunch of other fun content surrounding that as well. Also, other big games going to be reviewed, so stay tuned, everybody. You can stay tuned to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com for the video versions. But if you want the audio version, check your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Cast, and we'll be right there 
for you. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond, though, patreon.com slash kind of funny gets you the show ad free. It lets you watch the show live as we record it. And it lets you be a super dope Patreon producer like Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. It also gets you access to a whole bunch of bonus content like Kind of Feudy. And we're about to record an episode right after this that I can't wait for because I'm going to win. I'm oh, going to wow. win. We'll see about that. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but I'll tell you all about that later. Uh, the topic of the show today is predicting the six Game Awards nominees. We've been seeing a lot of people post this. Jeff tweeted out the image of the Game Awards coming December 7th, so people have been listing their, their predictions on what will be in the big six. New font. In 2020. You're right. I didn't even notice. It's no longer the wide font. Yeah. yeah. This is you, a game changer. It's massive. And these overlays are going to have to haul get updated. Here's the thing. I mean, here's the thing. I... I Jeff has always been very graceful in replying to my tweets and letting me know what the font is. Yeah. So I need to ask him once again, what is the font? What is the font? Please let me know. Fantastic. Last time I did it, though, one of their design people hit me up and was like, here's, here's what you I, I got. Did you ask yet? Huh? Did you ask yet? No, not yet. Okay. But he's going to ignore you if you ask for me. So, like, <laughs> well, if I ask in his Instagram DMs and include something about the Flash, I'll be ignored. Yeah. 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 But before we get into that, though, I want to talk about something a little bit more topical to the now. You and Nick did a little uh, Steam Next Fest situation, right? Yeah, we streamed. We thought today was going to be a Next Fest stream, playing all the coolest demos on Steam. Little did we know that we would be sucked into the world of RoboCop Rogue City. Yeah! And it's legitimately probably like a four or five hour demo. We got about, you know, most of the way through it, I feel. It just never ended. This demo never ended. What, I, I, hyperbole aside, is it four hours? Uh, I mean, well, we got to, we, we didn't finish it. We started at <laughs> 1130. We uh, got to around 2 p.m. and there was still many different missions to take on. Uh, Greg was right. Greg's a tastemaker. Thank you. This game Thank is you. like not awesome, but amazingly awesome. Like it's yeah, doing a it. lot of weird kind of goofy things with dialogue. A lot of the voice acting is very B tier eighties type stuff, but it's a lot of fun and it's straight up just an RPG. It, like I kind of forgot that you had mentioned and dove into what the game actually is. Cause it, at first, at first glance, I thought this was going to be a Wolfenstein style game where it's just, Super linear, just go through uh, a story and just blast dudes' heads off and throw people through windows. But it's straight up like a, a first-person RPG where you have a big skill tree, you are doing different dialogue options based on... And based on how you treat certain citizens, the streets will treat you good or badly. Like, it is... It is wild. Did you we, do the thing where you work the complaint desk at the, the police station? No. You can go to, like, have, like, that, you know, just where, like, the front desk where people come in. You can, you can just go stand there, and people talk to you. And you don't really... You just, like, make choices. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we... There was a moment where there was a dude doing graffiti, and we were like, uh, do we want to arrest this guy, or... Do we want to like be cool with him? We decided to like find him a hundred bucks or whatever. And people in our chat were like, if you let him go off of the warning instead of finding him, he would then tag over other graffiti with like pro RoboCop propaganda tag, like tagging. <laughs> it's just so hilarious. Like the amount of things that can happen in this game, this this is not a gigantic open world game, mind you. Like we are open doing, areas. we are doing so many missions in the you know, the gross area of Detroit. And it is straight up, like, no bigger than the studio that we're in right now. Like, it is very much like you go answer a phone. They're like, 
Yeah, go to this apartment. It's in the red apartment. This this block, 49th Street or whatever, and it's like 80 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> and, you just, and you just walk down there. And, and you, you, But you don't walk like a normal person. You walk like Robocop. <laughs> and you can go a little bit faster, but not too much faster. It's hilarious, and it's awesome, and it's super you know, bloody and gory. Throwing people through the windows of high-rises. Oh, my God. The funniest part, I, and we need to get it clipped out because Nick was like, oh, my God, this is the... Nick is freaking out at, at all of this. Like, the, his dreams are coming true. And we get into the parking lot structure underground, and he's like, holy shit, they just straight up modeled the whole underground parking lot where all the cop cars are. And he goes, oh, there's the, there's the ramp. And the coolest shit in the movies is, like, any time a car would go up the ramp, they'd hit the front of the ramp, and the sparks would go out because they were too low. We get into the car and we say leave parking station. The sparks go out and we're like, oh my god, they did the spark. Like they, like they, it, this is, it feels so authentic. As somebody who, rarely, you know, vaguely kind of knows RoboCop, I've seen just a lot of clips of it. It's hysterical in how accurate all these things were, and they were just making Nick fanboy. Yeah, he's telling me about the sparks right here in the video clip for for audio listeners. And then the sparks actually <laughs> happened, and we had like a fanboy moment. <laughs> it's hysterical. This game's awesome. Uh, he was like, I, I want to fully, he was like, I thought this was going to be a stupid ass game. This is kind of blowing my mind with how well thought out it is. But it's still like really cheesy and dumb in a lot of moments. But I was still, I still came away very, very impressed in this two hour experience. That is awesome. Do we know when's it coming out? No clue. November is what Steam's yeah. doing now. Because okay. when we originally, or when I went and previewed this uh, right before SGF, and that's where I did it, uh, there was a, hey, like, this is supposed to be out this summer or whatever, September. And I remember, like, hey, wait a second. I was looking for that Robocop game, and it never came out. What the heck or whatever. And, yeah, it wasn't out yet. You, you go to a basketball court at one point to, like, talk to somebody, and the guy's like, hey, what are you doing here, fucking Robocop or whatever? And one of the dialogue options that you have to respond to it is, um... I, I I can realistically break your ankles as well or something like that, like on the court and in real life or whatever. So great. The writing is so cheesy. It's the dialogue is going to make you laugh in a lot of moments because these guys are just so stupid. The voice acting is really bad. And I kind of hope it's bad on purpose. That's what I'm assuming. I, so that's what I've been doing and slacking myself a link for. Cause I remember when I, when I talked about this back in June, we did a breakout, right? And it was based in the tweet was I played RoboCop rogue city and dot, dot, dot. It's pretty fun. And it's a clip for me. Gamescast talking all the same shit. We're talking with saying, yeah. I enjoyed myself to which, uh, yeah, the developer quote tweeted it and said, RoboCop rogue city is definitely, and then puts in all italics, Pumped with humor and satire, and then the eyes emoji, like, get ready to become part man, part machine. Like, they know what they're doing. They know what RoboCop is. This is not going to be a 9 out of no, 10 game, no, 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 but no. it's going to be a fun, weird, really detailed RoboCop RPG. <laughs> yeah. Like, the skill trees are so fucking deep. Yeah, deep systems. There's moments where, you know, I'm thinking of my time with Cyberpunk or Starfield, where you walk up to a safe, and it's like, you don't have enough deduction skill points. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I need to put points into deduction. And by doing so, I can uh, gather evidence all around the world. Or I could just take down baddies and keep on doing little side quests. It, it is surprisingly deep. And, you know, there's moments where you just have a mission where you got to go talk to Herrera. And she's over there in the in the locker room. And you go talk and she's like, oh, my, my brother's missing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I will take care of that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. Did it's you, in the time. demo, did you get to do the, or in the, you know, the demo, did you get to do the thing I talked about the last time where, where it was, uh, 
you call the guy who's a drug dealer and he's trying to play dumb and then people break into his room and he's like, Robocop, come help me. And you get over there and like there's this whole confrontation yeah. on the thing that's like this really detailed, hilarious supply and demand argument of like, that's predatory practice. Yeah. We want to do that. <laughs> it's people on the roof talking to this guy about like how he's cornering the market for the drug nuke. And they're like, look, it's simple supply and demand. With profits up, you're doing It's like these gangsters talking <laughs> to this dude. You're the of antitrust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then RoboCop walks out and he's like, enough with this economic talk or whatever. <laughs> he just shoots everybody down. It's hilarious. It's a great time. This game's going to be like a solid 6 out of 10. <laughs> but it's going to be a freaking blast for anybody who gets into it. Plus, have you ever watched RoboCop? I've not, actually. I'm similar as Andy where I've only seen clips. I have not seen it either. Um, but did... Did you know that there's a scene where a dude gets his dick blown off? I'm, yes, okay, I've seen I've seen yeah. that scene particularly. Well, there's an enemy. I mean, there's enemies in this game that like don't wear pants and they just have underwear on, but they have really good face protectors, like steel helmets or whatever. You can't shoot them in the head. You yeah, have to shoot him in awesome. the dick. In the head, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta shoot him <laughs> in the other head. It's a great time. Like shoot out windows, grab people, launch them across the. It's it's so gory and stupid. And over the top, and they're nailing the tone. Yeah, good time. Hell yeah. Any other Steam stuff to talk about? Uh, no, I mean, I talked about another Crab's Treasure that I played, which, you know, Steam Next Fest is officially now. Uh, so go download a bunch of demos if you want to go try out a bunch of random games for a bunch of random developers. But uh, another Crab's Treasure debuted about a week ago. Uh, they dropped their demo about a week ago, like a week prior to Next Fest. And it's a great time. The boss fights were a blast, and it's really, really tough and punishing. Love it. Can't wait. Well, yeah. All right, so then moving on to the Game Awards conversation here, all right? Go, go, go. So six nominees for the Game Awards. Let's start there. Do we think the number stays six? Yeah, they moved up to that, what, two years ago? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I think they'll stay there. I think so, too. You don't think it'll, like, uh, what's Bring that? Bring it down to one. No, what's the one award show that's not the Oscars? Oscars, Emmys. Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. Golden Globes where they have like MTV. 12. They have like 12 comedy and then 12 drama or whatever. Like, we don't ever see that number raising up. I hope not. I feel like six is like... Man, this year's right. going to be so many snubs. It's crazy. Yeah. Snub central. That's what we're going to get into. I want to start the conversation then, if we're assuming it's going to be six. What are the Garen goddamn tees that there's no chance in hell these games aren't there? I think there's only two. I I, Legend of Zelda. Yep. Zelda, right? Tears of the Kingdom, and Baldur's Gate 3. I agree. That's it. That, so those are the two locks. So then we the only have four everybody. spots left then to fill out what we think is going to make it. And again, remember, the way that these things are chosen is a whole bunch of um, the different outlets out there get to, to vote and nominate what they want, and then whatever gets the most. Those are the, the, the six that um, are actually at the show. Uh, so Paris, Lily... Posted his six. Me, Paris, not, Paris, close. not as good. Not as good as Andy's. Got <laughs> me and Bus had a whole thing today. Let's hear it. Oh yeah, we got attacked. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, that's, good. Good. That's, really that's good. good. That's good. That's good. That's good. His are Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Sea of Stars, Final Fantasy 16, parentheses y'all write about Diablo. I don't know what that means. Uh, Zelda, Baldur's Gate 3, and Starfield. So obviously, we're, we're working off something I interesting see. here where we are talking about... Sorry, I should have set this up earlier even. Obviously, Game Awards nominees aren't the full year game. It's not 365. Normally, it's the cutoffs are what? Second week? Somewhere weekend, in November. Yeah, November, yeah. something like that. And so games that came out 
the second half of November or in December last year will qualify for for this year. Recently, we went through a list of those, and it doesn't look like there's yeah, anything. Yeah, we didn't have anything that I remember when did, cut out. When did Pentiment come out? Uh, before that, because I think Pentiment was nominated for awards last year. I think that was an RPG or maybe an yeah. indie or something. It wasn't big enough to get Game of the Year uh, nominated, I think. Right. But that game kicks ass. Got the date Throw there. it up. Let's yeah, it, let's, it came out November 15th. Let's make and fun I, of Paris. I believe that was back the thing. <laughs> so, so there we go. Then we got um, this idiot. anything that like <laughs> I'm with you. coming coming out this year uh, uh, would be November 15th would be or around there. We assume will be the, the cutoff point. So that means that there's going to be a couple games here that we haven't played yet. Mario Wonder. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man 2. Alan Wake 2. That's why it gets so interesting. Yeah. Is that I think we could sit here and we're going to say a bunch of stuff that I kind of feel is going to be out of date. Maybe immediately a moot point, if you will. If Alan Wake is as good as I want it to be off that E3 uh, E3, SGF demo, right? If Spider-Man 2 is as good as you made it seem from your preview. If Mario Wonder is as good as you made it seem from your preview on Games Daily. You know what I mean? Like all three of those get added into the pot of games we already have. Throw back up Paris's thing. And that's where I think a lot of Paris's shit starts exploding immediately. immediately. And that's why this guy's an idiot. Sea of Stars, underplayed, no won't be yeah, there. Not a even, even Starfield, if, too, too polarizing. Starfield, not going to be there. Uh, sorry, really quick. With Sea of Stars, I feel like that, like even before Spider-Man, uh, Mario Wonder, there. and all that, like I don't even know if Sea of Stars even would make this list even without those games. Yeah, you know? I think even in I think Sea of Stars has a tough time even getting into like the list of RPG nominees, let alone Game of the Year nominees. Yeah. I bet it gets I, RPG nominees. Yeah, I think I, it'll easily get nominated. I think for, it gets, I don't know about it easily, but I think that, I think it could get in there. He no said easily. easy. He said easily. <laughs> um, yeah, with me, I don't. I feel like Super Mario Bros. Wonder is going to get that. You know, when people kind of give you shit and they're like, "Yeah, but if this didn't have the Zelda name on it, would it be mm-hmm. in that same sort of conversation?" I think Mario Bros. Wonder gets thrown on there because it seems to be this return to form with the ultimate creativity, and it seems like that. I feel like it's kind of it, you got to put it on there. It's the big Nintendo game of the year. Mm-hmm. Aside from tears, <laughs> yeah, aside, aside from, from the big one, that's <laughs> exactly how I feel about Spider Man 2. Right? I think, like, if Spider Man 2 is what Tim's talked about in the previews, right? And what the internet's talked about in the previews, and if it is just a straight up follow up to Spider Man 1, I think it gets put in there just based on it's the big PlayStation game of the year and it's Spider Man, right? You have that name recognition. So, I honestly think, like, as we go through both Super Mario and Spider Man, I'm putting in his locks. I'm taking Spider Man out and I'm saying Alan Wake 2 is going to be the darling of this year like see again with fog of war right here a week from the spider-man review two weeks three weeks from alan wake 2's review right like that's that is still the thing you look back at 2018 spider-man getting snubbed in every category it was in except dice awards like music or something audio like you wonder if alan wake being something decidedly different puts it above spider-man being oh you theoretically off tim's preview oh this is more spider-man this is great yeah, it's rough though because it's Spider-Man, and like more Spider-Man still means it is going to be something that is Spider-Man. appreciated by play. <laughs> appreciated by like he did such a great face. You didn't see his face. <laughs> he did such a great like Willem Dafoe face. It was very creepy. Uh, Spider-Man, because of the character and the IP that it is, like is so beloved by so many that there's a more inherent interest in it. I would say than something like a, a horror game that's a sequel, yeah, a sequel that people might not have played, and like there's questions around and then also it's insomniac it's playstation it is presented people know but what the Tim, we're the gaming is. press we love to sniff our own farts they're gonna say oh it's spider-man it's just fucking more superheroes alan wake cerebro 
It's horror. Yeah, well, but then but you look at the Game of the Year nominees in the past, and they don't think that way. That's <laughs> my thing. Is like I think I think when you get to the nominees, right? I think it is more of a popularity game than a oh, this is objectively the best, better thing game, a yeah. better game thing, right? Of like you know, Spider-Man Two is going to be the most played game of the year, or one of the most played games of the year, just based on the fact that it's Spider-Man, right? Whereas Alan Wake Two, yeah, like one, it's a sequel to a game that's already been out. It is horror, but it's also like ethereal and mystery yeah, and yeah. like. True you know, detective -y. true detective-y, and it's doing all these things that I think are going to turn a lot of people off from like really the, from at least the amount of people that touch the game, right? Like I have way more. See, I think mainstream, sure, of course, you're right on that. But I think in terms of gaming press, I think Spider I think Alan Wake is going to turn heads in the fact that it is a oh wow cult classic game that I never played because it was so old or tried and didn't do or enjoyed gets this modern thing from Remedy on you know hot off the heels of Control which I think put them into a different stratosphere. Like, I think it's going to get touched by a lot of people. I don't think it has to be worried about the, the popularity part. This is the, the, I think it's like hitting the sort of uh, art, like games as an art sure. area of gaming, as well as people if, who love horror games and people who love mystery and saying like, this if, is the HBO project. Exactly. If the arbiter of taste, Martin Scorsese, bellied up to the bar right now, he would play Alan Wake 2 and not Spider-Man 2. Bellied up to the bar. <laughs> what is that? Like? He'll come up to the bar. What oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's interesting too. Cause so if we have two out of four locks or two out of six locks, leaving only four spaces, and we're talking about like games that aren't even out yet, like mm, potentials right? there let alone the games that are already out that we, I feel like are going to like, what, what are the, the potential games that aren't locks, but like if they were there, it wouldn't be wild. Final Fantasy 16, which I think honestly, I would put Final Fantasy 16 as like the most lock out of like games that aren't Baldur's Gate 3 or Zelda. I think the fact that it's Final Fantasy, I think the fact that it's excellent, um, the fact that it is this, like big Game of Thrones style. Hey, we are going big with the cutscenes. We're going big on the production. Like there's so much put into it. The gameplay is really fun. I think really the only main knocks for Final Fantasy 16 are how RPG it isn't. And I don't necessarily think that makes it a worse game, right? And I think, I think that puts it up there. And so I'm I'm saying Final Fantasy do 16. You, sorry, on this Final Fantasy 16 thread, mm -hmm. do you feel that reception or public opinion on it has cooled? I yeah. and I only ask that because. At review, everybody's all about it. It sounded like this, and I just feel like I've heard less and less about it, which isn't unusual, obviously. But like, when Hi-Fi Rush comes up, people still I feel pop and get crazy about Hi-Fi Rush. And I, granted, that's our audience, and it's Barrett. It's like ten. But people. I know. But I mean, like, but still, it's like Final Fantasy 16, maybe because it's just a known quantity. Oh, the game is great. It's a great game. It's, you know? See, I feel the same way about Jedi Survivor and RE4, which are two other I games agree. that I think are in the conversation. Yeah, uh -huh. right? I think that might just be the the this amount year. of like, yeah, big Amazing games that are coming out this year. this year for sure. Yeah, I want to keep talking about I'm this, free. but real quick, <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a word from our sponsor. <laughs> mean, I'm free. <laughs> this episode's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. You can bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. There's a ton of these football games happening, and each and every one, you're going to want to be there on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook 
Sportsbook app now, and you can use code KINDAFUNNY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code KINDAFUNNY only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void and ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms responsible. Gaming resources. He took his watch off and it said I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it just doesn't feel good today. I okay. <laughs> Holy, <laughs> Holy hell. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I, I do think that the conversation around Final Fantasy 16 uh, is more that there's just so much stuff coming yeah. out than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than anything else. Um, and I do think that the, that initial conversation was you either loved it for what it was or you're mad that it wasn't what it's not. And I feel like that is probably the most dominant <laughs> uh, conversation around the game uh, even to this day but i do feel like at this point those people have kind of moved the, the the people that didn't like it have kind of moved on whereas the people that still rock with it are like still super stoked on it i don't know that it's a lock though i mean i i, I think that it's not actually like really? i i think spider-man has a higher See, chance than i think fantasy oh i i probably agree with that i agree with that but i think then we get into um like chat's kind of going off right now right like calvin perez says no shot for jedi jason says jedi survivor six out of ten cameron <laughs> kennedy says jedi has the same problem with aspire me with me but like but with an unpolished launch months ago uh before everything big hit right like i think when we start to get down to it it's going to come down to what are the things that we can ding this game for and i think final fantasy 16 has like a few things we can ding it for. I think Jedi Survivor is another one that it has like a few things that we can we can ding it for. In Diablo 4, I'm not a Diablo person, but from what I've heard about Diablo 4, as much hype as there was around that game, it sounds like there are things that people can ding Diablo 4 as well. And so like, yeah. I think it's gonna be a, a game of like, what I don't think the, as, as someone who loves Diablo 4, played so much Diablo 4, is excited for next week's, and the fucking Mike trying to make me doubt myself on games daily today, next week's update in the vampires and shit. I don't think, I don't, Diablo 4 doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of making the top really? six year, I don't think. Yeah. I think Diablo 4 is a great game. I think it is a fun time suck, jump in, grind it out, do the thing. But in a year like this of stacked games, no. I think it's when you get into multiplayer and maybe best ongoing, even though even then people would have problem with balancing and da da da, then you have a conversation about it. But Diablo is one of those games that honestly, and this will sound like a big insult, and I don't mean it to, at least how we talk about it, reminds me a lot of Outriders where Diablo didn't succeed in get us all playing Diablo because there was nothing else to play. You know, it did have its hooks and it's, you know, it's a great game. But it was that thing that we all jumped in and really enjoyed for a couple weeks and then pretty much everybody fell off of completely, right? Like, I, I still come back. Joey still comes back. But I, I, even me and Jen haven't been back in a month now. I mean, uh, let, let's talk Diablo 4. Like, Andy, do you think that it has a chance at being in the top six? Uh, no, only because of the more recent sort of news developments about like the DLC and how Turns out fans, Diablo's the devil. fans weren't wow. happy about kind of the, the, you know, what's happening with how they're tuning this and how loot is going to be dropping and all that stuff. I feel like those more recent news stories are going to be in people's minds because like... Can I you, interrupt you? Sure. Because I, 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 I don't... I don't want you to. No, <laughs> I don't think those will be in the voting tally's mind. 
I think that's such hardcore. You go and listen to the Pure Diablo podcast like I do. That's the ongoing audience, this thing. It's almost like Destiny, right? Where it's like the Destiny audience is yeah. so different than Gaming Press. I think Gaming Press will just be, oh, yeah, I played it for a while and it was great, but I haven't been back to it forever. I, I think my problem when we talk about games as a service, like uh, something like Diablo, is that I don't play those games like that, and I don't think that we should say, well, a lot of people fell off on it once they were done with it. Well, it's like, well, they beat the game. Like, that's that's something that happens. You beat a game, you move on. And I don't think that we should... Obviously, Activision Blizzard uh, dictates its... Blizzard dictates its success on how many concurrent players are still going. But to me, like, I... The only reason I didn't play that was because there was, like, three other games out at that time. And I kept wanting to go back to it. I just never had time for it. I don't think that... I think there's a lot of people out there that had a great time with it. They played it. They did the campaign with their friends. They had a blast and they moved on. And I, I, I think it will still get high marks for we played through it. We had a decent time, but is it game of the year worthy? I don't see it as one of those type of games. Like I, I, I'm wondering like what outside of like single player narratives makes the game of the year top See, six and mm. what i what i hope does if god shines down on me that i think deserves it would be street fighter six like street fighter six uh, is such a fucking excellent game that i think like the forza of this year or something, yeah, yeah where i think gets snubbed yeah. because it's a fighting game right and it's like how many people are playing this how many people that are voting are educated enough or up enough on street fighter to want to write it in but for me, like when you talk about the little flaws, right? Like the little flaw for me with Street Fighter Six would be the um, single player, the single player mode, and even with that, right? Like for a lot of people, the single player mode was good enough. I don't think anybody's like, oh man, this is the next step. This is as good as Mortal Kombat single player. But when you play when you play Street Fighter Six, at this point, I am seventy something hours into it, and that's me like taking a break for months and months because more games came out and. The single player is such a small amount of time that I spent with Street Fighter Six to where now I'm like looking past it and I'm like, wow, this is some of the best. Some of the, this is some of the most fun I've had in a game this year. This is one of the most solid fighting games I've probably ever played. And like, I mean, it's I mean, debatably, it is the most solid, right? Yeah, fighting like, game ever made. It is incredible, and it is one that I think for sure deserves to be there. Does it actually get there? I think that becomes more of the question. Yeah. What's more, that what's the biggest surprise this year? Because I think last year straight. Mm-hmm. That's the big surprise for me where I'm like, wow, that that's here. That's kind of wild. As a game of the year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I, don't think there will, I don't think there'll be a surprise. I, I, I just think don't if, think that there's room. For I don't think surprise. so either. But you, the stuff we've talked about, right? I would think Sea of Stars would be a surprise to me on overall game of the year. There's I, no chance. But I mean, what was the, what was the other game? Hi-Fi the, Rush. The one that stars Amelia. <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush would be the surprise. Amelia? That's not happening. <laughs> what was the one from last year? It was like a sequel... Um, a lot of rats. Plague Rush would be a surprise. I would love it, but it is one of those like unfortunate where like it came out. Like if Hi Fi Rush came out a month ago, you know, I feel like there'd be a better chance, but because it came out in January, it's just like not fresh in people's minds. Hi Fi Rush is not the no, top not. six game of the year. Is there too many rats? 
Uh, uh, I, I love the game. I love it. It is not in the same level as Listen, like so less, many of the games. Less flawed than Jedi Survivor. <laughs> what? Less flawed than Jedi Survivor. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, Jedi Survivor is a better game. <laughs> it's like take uh, away the no, 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 I, I would. I would disagree with that. Hundred percent. I'm, I'm the Jedi Fallen Order hater. You all know that Jedi Survivor is a better game than Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This is some taste here. Hi-Fi Rush had a solid rate. Fucking loosen the Barrett. Yeah, quit fucking midi chlorians over there. Star Wars fanboy too. I think my I think Hi-Fi Rush is so good now. He doesn't want to hear about it. You know what I mean? I'll Hi-Fi Rush might be in my top. Get out of my studio. But I think that's I think that's a sleeper contender. I would be I'd be very surprised to see it in game game awards. If it's in your top six, it's in my top six though. It's not in the world's top six. That's fair. Like I think that's a good point. Where like I think for Hi-Fi Rush to make it, for any game to make it, it has to be in some people's number one. Exactly. And I don't know if Hi-Fi Rush is anybody's number one. But Jedi Survivor is. So now here's another question that comes from the chat. It's actually a comment that I'm going to make into a question. But thanks, Calvin Perez, for reminding me. Hogwarts Legacy. That oh, is actually an excellent yeah. point. But I, it's, it, Calvin's actual thing is, remember when people thought Hogwarts Legacy had a fighting chance this year? <laughs> LMAO. <laughs> like, I agree yeah. with that. Where in the beginning of the year, oh, this giant open world wizard game, people were having a lot of fun with it or whatever. I, it's another one where I have not heard. I think sales, obviously. The Harry Potter fan base, obviously. Yeah. To, to your point, though, about like not hearing about it, we're not hearing about Zelda anymore. That's, that's the year that we're having. I, I, <laughs> because of Starfield. <laughs> no, I mean, real time, though, just because there's there's so much stuff. No, I don't think people are talking about anything still. No, no, but I will say that I think Hogwarts Legacy is like the NBA 2K or Madden of single-player games where mm. it sells a fuckload. Yeah, it's so mainstream. But I, I, I didn't see any game this year lose traction of the general audience faster than Hogwarts Legacy. Well, it was, it was videos of people it, showing combat sort of going on. It was the talk of the town because of controversy and because of people saying this is an amazing RPG. Everybody needs to play it. And I've never seen a conversation die down faster where it's like, oh, shit, that was last month. God damn, that, that came and went extremely fast. Faster than anything else I could remember this year where... I, it's like Wolong. Like yeah. I bring up, oh my god! I bring Wolong up Wolong. I bring up, I bring up oh Wolong. God. I bring up Wild Hearts, and that oh, Wild Hearts. The the conversation died as quickly for those as it did for Damn. Hogwarts Legacy, which is crazy because that game sold gangbusters. But I I feel like you can apply that to any single game this year. Like Jedi Survivor had a two week conversation, and it was like, oh, it doesn't work these two weeks, and that was the end of that conversation, and that's the taste in people's mouths about it. But like you look at Resident Evil Four, there wasn't even a conversation about it. Dead yeah. Space, there wasn't even a conversation and we're talking about games that are like critically beloved and like like we but the, we see them as potentially being deserving of being here i we know they're not going to be but that's my thing is like those were remakes you know what i mean of games you knew that were known quantities you knew were great you say there's no one's talking about zelda anymore i disagree i still see people talk about zelda and here like ne- there's been this new resurgence in a respectful fashion from you and other people about the actual ending of Zelda, right? Like that there is a conversation happening there, let alone that Baldur's Gate, right? That story continues. Granted, it's because it's 150 hours game. Yeah. yeah, but well, to your point of like everything's got a two week conversation, not everything. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but you know what I mean? Whereas I think a Star Wars Jedi, even though I loved it and had such a great time with it, it is that boom blockbuster movie you go and see it you all have fun with it and then yeah you move on and when we get closer to the third installment we'll start remembering oh what remember, remember Bode and remember Marin and remember this and of course when I get my PlayStation portal that's on the list to go platinum but there's you know there, that's that kind of game and granted I knew game of the year on thin years that kind of game can be game of the year but on game of the year for 
the best year in gaming ever. Like, it's going to be a different conversation on what you need to bring to the table. Do we think that the conversation would have lasted longer and been more impactful throughout whenever we bring up these topics like this, which... Uh, According to our audiences, every episode. Every, every episode, every day. Um, if uh, RE2 had the RE2 remake version of itself this year, because RE4 was already one of the top rated games of all time, third person behind the shoulder action game, and they made it look a lot prettier and improved quality of life type stuff. Do we think the conversation would have been a lot more impactful, more important if RE... If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind... The team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. E4 was originally a top-down isometric game, or like, you know, the way you're used to tank controls and shit like that, similar to if Metroid Prime was originally not a first-person type game, if it was just... You're bringing up the point that... Like, if they did a radical change the way RE2 had... RE4 remake is almost your rose-tinted glasses of RE4. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I also I also think it's the thing of we had RE2 remake in 2019, and for me, I'm playing these games for the first time. Right, RE2 remake was one of my games of the year of that year. Right, it was an incredible experience. I couldn't believe RE2 was that good. I played RE3 remake. I played RE7 and RE Village in between all that, and now I'm playing RE4 remake, and it feels like more RE again as somebody who's coming in and playing these games at, uh, for the first time. I think if RE4 remake was like not coming off of us already having a bunch of re especially re2 yeah. i think the impact of it would have been way more i think for me i would have been like yo this is fucking incredible i have the same thought about dead space where like i i'd never really messed with the original dead space but i played this here and i freaking loved it yeah I but love- if the original dead space was a super shitty bad game that had awesome ideas and then they made it this third person action horror game would we be talking about it this year? Like, wow, what a massive glow up for the Dead Space game. But it ended up being a much prettier game with quality of life. For me, different years. Yeah, and I, th- I think for me, a lot of my like response while playing RE4 Remake was like, oh yeah, like this is cool. It's more RE. And also, I, I think I might have liked RE2 Remake better, right? Like that was where my thought process was with it. Because like at this point, the way that they're making RE make them feel like more of a like beat to beat sequelized franchise as opposed to these big moves that you had between re2 re3 originally and re4 that felt like these big steps between games i I, i'm totally with you and i think that the conversation around four despite four remake being i think objectively the best of them it's like when you have just played through two with such a glow up and it's such a great experience with the zombies and it's everything you have heard about re but it just presented well and played well and then you played village which is such a similar like location to eight to four and then you play four. it's like there was just been so much that i feel like the this what makes re4 special to a first timer is kind of drowned out a bit and i feel like even in a different year like re2 remake for as much as i love that it would not be in the top six this year okay you know what i mean so it's like i feel like that's good to have that knowledge because i i'm just not sure how massive these upgrades are for people like you all who are like the diehards. I mean, Greg put it really well that the RE4 remake does just feel like how we remember RE4 being, but it's it's not. It's clearly way better, but it kind of feels that way. 
RE2 Remake is a different game. Gotcha. Like, yeah. it is, like, totally different game. Uh, a couple ones I'll throw out for, like, Dark Horses slash indie games. Cocoon, you know, like, there's a pretty good conversation happening around Cocoon. Yeah. Um, right now on Metacritic, it's sitting at a 92, which is... And everyone that I respect and follow is talking about, like, oh, my God, yeah. this is amazing. And I've only gotten to play a little bit of it, but based on what I played, I'm like, yeah, if we're talking about indie games of the year, the Cocoon is right there. Yeah. And then there's another one I, I see here on Metacritic that I feel like I've only heard of momentarily called uh, The Case of the Golden Idol. And that has like a, that has a ninety three on Metacritic. Uh, that was that came. Oh, was that late last year? Because that came out last year. You're right. It's, Lucy, a, it's a it's a James was uh, obsessed with this one. The uh, gotcha. the entire Giant Bomb crew fucking. Loved I assume it's a game. port then Loser. that got the score. It got it just got yeah. DLC. Losers. I think. Oh, is that it? Because yeah. yeah, I'm looking. The release on October thirteenth, twenty twenty two. So never mind about Lucy that. listening on Nine Inch Nails and playing KO. That's how you play Case of the Golden Eyes. Of course. <laughs> you know, it's not that Trent Reznor's doing stuff. Discovering things. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I want to go back to one that we dismissed early on, but I kind of want to hear a little more discussion on Starfield. Because, like, it, it's funny, like, almost immediately after we had the conversation um, uh, of Starfield moving on, it was just like, oh, well, Spider-Man's the big PlayStation game. Mario's the big Nintendo game. Starfield's the big Xbox game. Like, and, and you loved Starfield. I know Correct. people, like, mixed whatever. I, where's the conversation at with Starfield now? Because I feel like post-review... People are really into it. I think it's either the conversation I see is someone who just tweeted about it yesterday is either because I tweeted like there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish I had more spare time to play. According to my sources, my tweet from yesterday. <laughs> but I mean, what I as holding up that lightning rod, it's either you're 100% right, Greg, or you're a fucking joke. Are you kidding me? And I feel like that's where it is. Of like either you really vibe with Starfield, or you're like, oh my god, this game feels like. Mm-hmm. It's Fallout. It's, it feels like Bethesda from a different generation. They're not even part of this current generation. I think, so I think that right there is what eliminates it from being one of the six. I think it's easily RPG nomination of the year. Of course. I don't see it. I think Baldur's Gate kicks the living shit out of it. It's that weird thing with my TikTok algorithm, too, where I either see very positive TikToks about Starfield yeah. or super negative. And whenever I click into the comments, the comments always agree with whatever opinion that is. Yeah, right. Where yeah, like yeah, I yeah. read the other day, I read through so many negative opinions about Starfield. And I was like, huh, didn't know people felt this way. And I saw like another positive one. I was like, huh. All right. Turns out people had different opinions. <laughs> There's something about Starfield, though, that I feel like the, that the fact that there are that many people that rock that hard, I can see them rocking and it, it's showing up. Like, we always talk about the splitting see, of the votes. With yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, but I feel like that's the thing right now. Like, I will be 100% frank with you. Right now, as of October 10th, Starfield is my game of the year. It is my number one slot right now. And so that is me, of course, in understanding all the follies and all the problems and yada, yada, yada. And I feel like there are... How are we going to play, how are we gonna play the game, Blood? There are a lot... There are a, no, no, no. There are a lot of me out there. There are a lot of me out there, but I don't think there's a lot of me at every outlet. I don't think there's a lot of me at this outlet, right? Like, I'm, if when we get to doing top 10, if it's still my number one and I give it all my 10 votes or whatever, like... I know I'm throwing those votes away. Yeah, you're. I, no, I don't I know that you're gonna make it game of the year. You're like for Star us. Wars more than Hi-Fi Rush. This guy. I mean, exactly. Well, you you shook my hand on that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but I, so I, I feel like that's how it is. You know, you're talking about like knocking each other out. I feel like at an IGN, a GameSpot, a Giant Bomb, whatever, with the exception of Jeff Gersman's show, whatever he thinks is it is what it is. But like. I feel like you get to those outlets, and even if there is somebody who's like stumping for it, there's going to be enough people being like, well, no, I didn't like X, Y, and Z, and that's why it's the outlet's vote and not the person's vote. Uh, quick counterpoint, though. Like, even though you feel like you're going to be throwing your points away, like, you, you still have, like, Mike was really into it. Paris was really into it. And uh, that's how I know I'm wrong. Yeah. Is Mike's into <laughs> it? <laughs> Paris is into it? So what I, the I, fuck's I, wrong with me? So I, I think while you definitely feel like there might be like a downward trend of people being into Starfield, I think there's going to be enough. Like I think 
Starfield will be like one of the ones that gets nominated by like the skin of its teeth. Kind of. It'll I be like so the game too, with Amicia in it. I think that there's so many Amicia. bangers this year that it won't. It just won't have the juice. But I, feel, here's a big I think question. we're so undecided this year. It'll be a lot yeah. of people's. If it's gonna be a lot of people's, if it's gonna be a lot of outlets. If it's gonna be a lot of Jeff's voting outlets, it'll be a lot of people's like fives or sixes, and I think that ends up getting knocked down Maybe. because. I, I got I got a question to throw in here. I think you should go first because I think mine mine's going to be a little bit more off topic. Well, this is coming off of like, you know, S Starfield and like I feel like kind of the reverse of me and Greg where I played Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Yeah, right dog, like, that's where I'm going. That's one where I'm like, oh, I think that I would see this nominated as Game of the Year, right? When you're talking about like a thing that came through and really had an impact and like really lived up to the occasion and feels like a brand new game in 2023, right? Like I... I would. I think it'd be dope to see that as DLC nominated for Game of the Year. I don't know if it'll happen, but I think it's chunky and big enough. Chunky. And the fact that it is Idris Elba leading the screen and he is one of the main characters in this story, I can easily see it. Like I, I I'm. You know, like, he's getting a nomination. I am. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I am likely oh, yeah. putting this in my top ten because of how impressed I am with it so far. And usually with DLCs, it's always like, ah, is this like. A contender, rather. Let me do a contender. Mm. Is this like, is this lengthy nice. enough? Is this like, does, is there enough, you know, mass in here? Is there enough food in this little case of, in this Lunchable? Mm -hmm. Are there enough crackers and ham? Yeah. Greg, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's What about the ham. Oreos and the Capri Sun? Yeah. Pacific yeah. Cooler, I'm in. Um, I think that it's large enough. I think this DLC is big enough and doing enough impressive things, especially when there have been so many stories about. Can Cyberpunk ever have its No Man's yeah. Sky redemption? See, that's my conundrum is do I write in Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty or do I just write in Cyberpunk 2077? Because like, Phantom Liberty. On on uh, they would put them together. I would they? think that they? they would mash them together, yeah. But I think on the end of just Cyberpunk 2.0 and how good of a revamp that's been for Cyberpunk, it looks better. It was way less glitches. I didn't, I, well, I had like maybe only one or two glitches in Cyberpunk uh, while playing through Phantom Liberty, right? And putting in maybe an additional 25 hours into the game, which is way less than I had in 2020 when I, when I reviewed it, right? Like between that, between how leveled up the writing is in Phantom Liberty and Idris Elba and the performances and presentation and combat and like skill tree, I can keep going. Like this game is fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, like, when are you going to play it? I, I want really to enjoy no, Phantom Liberty. I, honestly, We're gonna make think, him play it. I think that Phantom Liberty is 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 likely. I don't think it's a, a shoe in by any means, but I think it is a hundred percent in the conversation that it is a toss-up between that and most of the other things we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like it's in my for the year, I'll put it in my top five, maybe top three, honestly. Like I put it up a tweet of like, you know, this Cyberpunk 2.0 plus Phantom Liberty, I think it's taken up Cyberpunk to being in my one of my favorite Western RPGs of all time, or I guess just RPGs of all, RPGs of all time, right? Like it is fucking incredible now. Um, I so do yeah, wonder I if enough people have gone back to it though, with just how much new shit there is out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, to I mean, yeah, they were. I think killing, the fact that they were killing it with just like Steam numbers. They were breaking their records of like concurrent people. People in the industry back, though. People, well. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, I think would so. Say so. Yeah, I think because the DLC is this like big new story drop, this big new content drop. I think that's enough to demand attention and demand people coming back and playing it. And I think within outlets, you then have word of mouth of people going, "Oh, hey, y'all got to play this for Game of the yeah. Year." Yeah, and I also, I I get your line of thinking, Baird, but I've always kind of tricked myself going the wrong way and going like, "Yeah, but will the industry really fuck with this?" Or this game's certainly going to be there because the industry loves it, and that never happens. Like Tim is right, the Spider Man thing. Spider-Man will likely be in that list because of just the mass popularity. And there have been so many games that I'm like, 
oh, but dude, my Twitter is blowing up about it. Like all the games industry folks I follow love this one game that came out two years ago, and then it's nowhere in any of the nominations. Yeah, and but that's my that's kind of feeding into my argument though. Is like I, I see a lot of people, or not a lot of people. Like I see a good amount of people talking about cyberpunk, but it I don't feel like it's that conversation has been widespread across the industry of people who'd be voting. Interesting. You know? I don't know, man. I I think it's again in the conversation. Like I, I feel like there's so. If I feel like there, the same arguments we could make against this, we could make against anything of just like, oh, there's just so much to yeah, play. Like that's how I feel about Armored Core Six, where it's yeah. like, oh, you we know, haven't even brought that up. Like, yeah. Armored Core Six is probably one of the best games I played this year, but also I'm not seeing as much conversation about Armored yeah. Core Six because it's a bit. Is more there a chance? Thing. I don't think so. No, I don't think. I think best action game. Yeah, yes. game of the year. Yeah. It, and it, it should win best action game. I agree. That or Hi-Fi Rush. Hell yeah, bless. Yeah, let's go. So much Put Liza P. Put Liza P. in there too. I feel like Starfield and Final Fantasy 16 have equal chances of being in here. Because I think both of them have enough on the pros and cons of how people see them. What were the cons for Final Fantasy? That it's not a Final Fantasy, okay. quote yeah. unquote. I like, think it's, that's it. I, yeah, I but think it's like I'm, the hardcore nerds being. But, but I also, I, that's my thing is I think it's the hardcore nerds being nerds about it that are like are uh, beating down Final Fantasy 16 in this way, right? Yeah, I, I thought the Final Fantasy kind of issues were coming from the same type of people that would like, you know say xbox better <laughs> like i feel i thought it was yeah. that same sort of vibe of like yeah but like certain people are saying that that aren't necessarily you know people that you would yeah look I think for the like, recommendation I give a little more credit than that for this conversation not in, entirely but i think at least like i know large swaths of people that feel this way and whether it's just because it's not an rpg in this way that way or the side quests how open some things are how linear most things are like that type of stuff like there's actual valid criticism not just like yeah tribalism. i mean my criticism was the side quests the, a lot of very very like just unrewarding side quests and some of them were good and it was what sucked was like me having to ask my audience and the kind of funny audience what side quest should I play? Because I don't want to waste my time on the ones that do suck. Because there's a lot of them that you, you know, here's 20 gil and a little pat on the back. And it's like, none of that was really interesting. There's, I feel like there's a lot of side quests like that. And there are some that are absolute gems that you shouldn't miss out on. And it just kind of sucked, yeah. sucked having to deal with the other ones and seeing the much lesser quality in production mm -hmm. because game development is, is expensive and not everything can have top-of-the-line type budget but you know again seeing these amazing action sequences and then talking to mpc and it's mmo from 2007 mpc animations with mouth flap and it's like yeah. oh this is like a different game that i'm playing right now i think that's the tough thing about final Fantasy 16 is that there's a handful of different things where you can nitpick and bring it down and i think does bring it to like that starfield thing of you have like the side quests not being as robust and not being maybe as interesting all the time as you might want right you have the shift in what final fantasy has been in terms of turn-based combat and all that stuff that's going to hit people in different ways you have like the controversy in terms of like oh man you're not putting black people in your game like what's up with that and them handling the, all the statements about that from the director right like not being that great um especially think, with a game that's like all the heavy commentary on slavery exactly stuff. right yeah. like i think all that stuff stacks up against it but i also don't know if that's one where you know is that going to reflect back on ign voting on it or GameSpot voting on it right or is that a thing that is focused on message board like final fantasy reddits or message boards and stuff right is that where that conversation is happening I mean, the game needs to get nominated because we need to hear Find the Flame in the orchestra. Oh, my God. We have to. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, 
I love how how little consensus there is today. No, about, it's great. Like what I, the game? The game yeah, be. no. I but I. I so exciting, what's right? funny is nice. Mario Wonder to me is the, a very very big question mark because I I've been talking about this a lot. And again, I've only played an hour of it for uh, a preview. Um, but everything that we've seen of it, like it's funny as somebody that loves Mario, has played all the Mario games, most of them do 100% completion, if not all of the mainline 2D games. Um, I rock with it in a way most people don't. Most people, maybe they tried, like I'd be willing to bet that the majority of people that um, are even excited about Mario Wonder didn't beat the last three or four 2D Mario games. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But there's a lot going for this one that I think people are going to be interested in jumping into. And I imagine it's going to deliver. And even, I think that this game is going to, no matter what, be super well received because even the things that aren't brand new to it, people will think are new because they haven't played and experienced it for the last 10 years or so. Hmm. Um, I just wonder, like, there's something. Hey, hey, God dang. There's something about it that I don't know how much of a shoe in it is. <laughs> like, that's that's pretty crazy to me that, like, I'm thinking that. And maybe it's the Nintendo. We already have Zelda. The way people are thinking about all the stuff. They're I, different. I think it's the fact that it's a 2D Mario, not a 3D Mario. Like, yeah, I, think if yeah. it's a, I think if it's an Odyssey 2, that it is, with all the creation and creativity that we know Nintendo brings, I think a 3D Mario is a shoe in, and but a 2D Mario that does feel kind of lackluster. Like, unless you're an indie game like Celeste, which kind of caught the world by fire that year, I don't know if Wonder can do it. I, the only reason I said it was because of, like, this looks like the first offering from Nintendo in a while in a 2D sense that is really doing something massively different. Maker yep. obviously existed, but Maker it's never different. felt official in any way. It's important to point out that Mario uh, hasn't had a 2D game that like crossed the like 90 Metacritic in really in a very, very, very long time. Like I, I don't think since like Laurel, if that even had it back then. But I assume, again, just totally just guessing based on how the industry is and based on what I played in this game, I assume that this one has a chance. Like, I think this could crack that that review score. And if it does, then I think it's like has a much higher chance of being in here, obviously. But like, I don't know. It's, See, it's I, not a lock for The me. thing that's tough is that like I view Super Mario Wonder as that like, you know, Nintendo being creative, making this family thing, making a platform. And I put it in that same category as a Kirby in the Forgotten Land and what that did last year. When mm. I look at the nominees last year, I Kirby in the Forgotten Land didn't make it to Game of the Year. Xenoblade Chronicles did. And, like, I think in, in the same way, this year could be Legend of Zelda. Being that ambitious 100-hour, like, you know, big old game that we've all been waiting for. And then Mario come through it's as a big this. Old game. <laughs> big old game. Big old game. But then Mario coming through as this charming, um, you know, 2D platformer type thing that doesn't blow people away in the same way that a big open world game does. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. You know? It's the the world's wrong. I disagree with the world. Stray <laughs> <laughs> also got nominated last year. It's like, what are we doing? But yeah. <laughs> uh, have we missed any of the giant big ones? Because I don't think so, right? I like, mean, we didn't talk about Liza P. Do you, I mean, if Armored Core Six doesn't have a chance, yeah, that's my thing. Is I put does. Liza P in that same Armored Core Six conversation of I think a specific group of people really rock with this thing. Me and Andy are in that group. I Barrett's in that group for Armored Core at least. I don't think the industry industry wide is going to hit that right. Like I look at the iGen scores for both those, and I think iGen gave both those games an eight. I think GameSpot might be aligned with that too. And so like if the overall consensus for media and outlets is like eights and nines, I think you got to be hitting more than that in order to get into the conversation. Yeah, like, I'm with that. I think those are action game of the year for sure, like yeah. two ins. But I don't see them quite on that echelon. I think if it's, I mean, who knows? Maybe you. 
you put the From Software title on there <laughs> and say like this is a From Software game, maybe like yeah, the... they were nominated the last two times. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a taste for those games, right? Yeah, but like, do you, do you guys think that Liza P? Doesn't sound like it, but do you think Liza P kind of like hits that level that I mean, From does? I do personally, in terms of like the gameplay. I don't know if it does in terms of the impact. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it is very much. Hey, we want to make Bloodborne, and they made a real damn good Bloodborne, right? Like mixed with a lot of other elements, but they made a really good one of those. I think the thing with From Software is that when you look at their last few games, you know, like um, or let's, let's take it back to 2015, right? Bloodborne came through, and it was fucking Bloodborne, right? Some years later, they come out with Sekiro, and Sekiro is different. It's fresh. It has this cool parry system. It does all this stuff, and it hits. A few years later, you have Elden Ring, and like all these games are moving things forward. Like genre defining, genre defining games. Lies P isn't genre defining. It's just a really good one of those, and so I think that's the thing that holds it back. And I think it's easily the best Souls like I, that's out there, and I, I would put it above Demon Souls in my own like rankings of, like, I you know, I, Andy, is this game better than any of the actual From Software games? I think Demon Souls would be it, but I certainly like its combat more than like Dark Souls One. I think the combat's fantastic, but it doesn't quite have that the the wonder and the level design. <laughs> Mario Wonder, <laughs> um, but it's it's so phenomenal that it, it kind of has no business being as good as, good as it is. Does Dave the Diver not have a chance? Ooh, that'll be an indie title. Yeah, that'll it doesn't have a chance game. for for a game of the year. But yeah, is that is that an indie game? Dave the Diver? Yeah. I feel like we've had, we've had this conversation before where it's like developed. I forget who developed it, but. Like, oh, really? Oh, I yeah. didn't know it was one of those. I thought it was a, like just a smaller indie studio. I think it's definitely going to get some sort of nomination. It's published by Nexon. Well, yeah, we're not talking about publisher. Though. You're talking about developer. Mm. Uh, Mint, Mint Rocket. Rocket. I'd have to look into their games, but I think they made like a lot of bigger games. Oh, have, well, hold on. Yeah, you're right. They have 570 employees. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I clicked on Mint Rocket. Yeah, and it took me to. The Nexon page. So are they owned by them? I think that's still an indie title, though. You, I... In 2022, Nexon announced the launch of Mint Rocket, a sub-brand of Division of Nexon. That's specialized. So no, it's not. If you're a sub-brand. I mean, there's not an indie award anyways, right? Is there, there is. Like, right. Oh, there is? Yeah, yeah. Debut indie for sure. Debut. Uh, yeah. I think there's also a best indie. indie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they used to have debut indie and overall indie, which is always very confusing and weird. Because Vampire Survivors has won best debut but it didn't win or it was one of those games that like should have gotten both. <laughs> it was mm. kind of like, why, why doesn't this win both? So uh, closing this out, is there any game that you guys think should be there that you just know is not going to be armored core? High fire rush. <laughs> Cause for me, it's Jedi survivor. Like, I can't believe that we have a, a year that that game comes out, that it's not one of the top six. Yeah, I can, I can. It's a great game. I, yeah, that's the thing is like I don't with this whole toss up like again my personal connection to Starfield, but I understand why I won't be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. I'm not offended. I mean, based on the demo for Ghost Runner two, like probably like mm. such a great time, such an awesome game, but of course it won't be there. It's personally going to be one of my favorites of the year. I can tell. I'm going to shout out from Chad Octopath Traveler. Too. I was going to say that's a great, actually a great mm. grab. I did have a lot of fun. Street with Fighter that. Six is my answer though. I think Street Fighter Six one thousand percent should be there, and I don't think it's, it's going to be there. Shout out to SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake, <laughs> very big game this year. Uh, really quick question I have for y'all because you know for the last few months we've had this conversation here and there, and like always the conversations, the locks are these two games. The, the Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Baldur's Gate 3, which I personally believe is what the winner is going to come down to is between yeah. these two games. 
Who do you think is going to win between the two? At the Game Awards. Yes. Legend of Zelda. I think so, too. I really don't know. I think Baldur's Gate. It, it's, it's close. I think I Baldur's think Gate only because, because Breath of the Wild won. I, I think it's just say we'll go with a different yeah. thing. I think, yeah. I think it's a better story if Baldur's Gate 3 wins. I think if I had a... I, I would vote for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom because I still get blown away by the fact that that game even works the way it does. Yeah. Like the fact that that game doesn't even buckle under all the shit that you're doing. Like that game shouldn't exist the way it exists. But Baldur's Gate 3, when you're talking about like moving a genre forward and really having like a, hey, this is how you make an RPG in 2023. I think Baldur's Gate 3 does that so well that I think it would make a better story. I, I for me, I'm equally impressed by both of what they do, I think Baldur's Gate is. I think Tears of the Kingdom is more impressive because Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate is just doing what other RPGs should be doing. Yeah, where like Tears mm -hmm. of the Kingdom is taking the creativity and systems and mechanics to a different level, where Baldur's Gate is like just doing what you would expect other RPGs to do, but usually there's just not enough development time or budget or resources to put through yeah. all of the different like. Well, if you if you took a shit on that little fucking piece of wood, then the guy eight hours later will be like, "Hey, did you take a piece of shit, shit on wood? wood?" Like it's doing what other RPGs should be doing way better. But yeah. our, I think Tears of the Kingdom is a more impressive. I mean, tears video the moments game. in Tears of the Kingdom, right? Like so many of those mythic moments of like when you get the Master Sword or when you do like when you solve certain quests and all that stuff. Like there's a build up to moments in that game that are gonna stick with me for a lifetime in the same way that Ocarina did. Yeah, I compare it to my time with Breath of the Wild, where like I. I was so impressed by Breath of the Wild, not by any of the story stuff, not by any of the cutscenes, but just by the sheer like gameplay and exploration and uh, discovery. And Tears did that along with all of the hype moments and making me cry fucking five times in three hours. Like, god damn. That, that game had like three levels of maps. Like it had like a fucking sky <laughs> yeah. map, a ground map, and then it's real, ground. real impressive. But also, Baldur's Gate three, I could roll dice and then kick a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's big. Yeah. So, so let's put our, our votes in on what do we think at this moment, as of October tenth, twenty twenty three. Who thinks that Zelda has it? <clears throat> so okay, Timmy Greg say Zelda, and Andy and Bless say Baldur's Gate. So now to close out this episode. Gollum. <laughs> I want each one of us to predict what the six are. So Baldur's Gate and Zelda are two. So we each need to say four. I'm going Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2, and Mario Wonder. Okay. Why do I have up song lyrics? I was looking up games 2023. Um, okay. Baldur's Gate, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man, Street Fighter 6, that's for you, Bless. Hell yeah, love you for that. I'm going to go Final Fantasy 16 and Alan Wake 2. What a year, man. Holy right? shit. Right? <laughs> I'm finalizing, I'm finalizing. Damn. Phantom Liberty is my, my one that I'm like, it's that or Mario one. Phantom Liberty, I really want to put in there, but I think the fact that there are so many banger like new games that came out this year is the one reason why I, I don't think I'm going to include it um, but yeah Zelda Baldur's and then for me it's going to be Spider-Man 2 Street Fighter 6 Final Fantasy 16 Mario Brothers Wonder Reggie Miller close us out here Zelda Baldur's Gate Spider-Man 2 Super Mario Wonder 
Alan Wake 2, Cyberpunk 2077. Wow. I hope Cyberpunk makes it, Jim. You said Alan Wake 2? I did. Wake up, Samurai. Hey, 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 Night City! <laughs> well, and Pacifica's just Pacifica. <laughs> and there you go, everybody. Let us know in the comments below what you think the six nominees for Game of the Year at the Game Awards 2023 will be. Of course, stay tuned to us for the next couple weeks and months and years and everything because we're going to be covering all the video games coming out. Of course, we will be live reacting to the Game Awards in December. I'm sure we'll even be doing our predictions topics once the nominees are officially announced uh, to go through topic by topic, category by category, what we think is going to win. Um, but have fun out there. You know? Have fun. It's the calm before the storm, and it's not calm at all. But the storm's coming next week, y'all. We got Mario Wonder. We got Spider-Man. And then right off of that, we have Alan Wake, too. But before that, what do we have, Plus, We got Sonic Superstars. We got Sonic baby. Superstars, baby. See you next week. Bye. You guys start Spider-Man yet?